0: Into the me, it's Friday the 11th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, how's Melbourne?
1: It's going fantastically well, Tim. Uh, survived first day. Uh, we had a beautiful dinner last night at the Coda restaurant. My goodness, that's very, very good food there. And I feel a little bit worse for wear today, but uh, I'm surviving, Tim. Another big day burning the shoe leather, mate. So uh, I'll be doing a lot of work today, but uh, looking forward to get back to Sydney for the weekend.
0: Oh, restaurants in Melbourne. absolutely love it. It's a Friday, so that means Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker is on the show. We're also joined by Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. The big UFC is on the way. But after this, we're going to talk a little cricket. Well, Shane, it's been a difficult, difficult time for young Will Pukowski, of course, this Prodigious talent, uh, Victorian batsman, has played for Australia. He's had all these concussions, but he's back in the runs. And I think anyone who loves cricket, anyone who loves sport, would be very happy to see this.
1: Yeah, very much so, mate. It's been 12 months since he made his test debut, And we all know, I think he's been um, out for concussion around 12 times now. Um, but he made a really good comeback. Uh, a real baptism of fire when he came out. Of course, they got a bowl short to him. He got hit in the, hit in the arm. Uh, and they bounced him a number of times, but he got through that and they said he made a really classy 54 um, before being given uh, caught behind when he. I don't think he actually hit it, um, but another good sign too. Another um, uh, young lad called Daniel Drew from South Australia made his maiden uh, first class hundred. So well done to him. But um, yeah, good to see Koski back out in the middle,
0: uh, back out doing the thing he does best and uh, and scoring runs. Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully he'll just go onward and upward and upward and onward from here. Will Pukowski, what a talent that he is. All right, just around the corner, we're going to talk to Shadwick, Wicker, Brisbane comedian. This has dropped this morning. A huge story about Ben Simmons. He's finally been traded. <laughs> a Friday, absolutely in love with a Friday, because we talked to a man that knows so much about American sport, he loves his rugby league as well, his dolphins are slowly building, slowly building, rumours, speculation, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker, how are you?
2: I'm good boys, sorry, quickly on that dolphins thing, did I not say to you last week, Rhys Walsh will go to the dolphins at the end of this Warriors contract, Mm -hmm. and then what breaks Mm -hmm. in the news over the weekend? Mate, I'm Chad Stradamus, mm. I'm telling you. Or, or someone from the Walsh family <laughs> rang you. I'm just, no, 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 I'm being cynical. We've, we've got the same dealer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, Chad, <laughs> let's,
0: let's
1: start with a bit of NBA, and uh, I know you're making a hell of a lot of money on the uh, on, on the, uh, the comic circuit up there in, in Brisbane, but uh, one basketball is being fined how much? Twenty
2: six million dollars already, mate. I tell you what: if I make as much money in comedy as Ben Simmons has been fined for this season, I'm doing great. <laughs> Hughes, you eat your heart out.
0: Oh, but what a what a story! Of course, uh, we've all woken up this morning to this this yarn. There's been what will Ben Simmons do? Where will he go? Will he stay? He's being fined. He just got engaged, and this is an extraordinary. It's a bit of a left field deal that's been done with um uh, one of the highest profile players. In the NBA.
2: Yeah, I think as much as it was left field, there was kind of, it was whispers, it came and went, it came and went. Um, 7 a.m. this morning, the trade deadline closed, and this mm. came through, I believe, about three hours shy of the deadline closing. Uh, James Harden is going from the Nets over to the 76ers, which, to be honest, Embiid and, and Harden will destroy the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> like- yep. Like, Embiid is in such good form at the moment. The Sixers know it. They're wasting their time if they don't have someone good enough. They wanted a star for a star. They've gotten themselves James Harden from my Brooklyn Nets. I mean, at first I was like, this sucks, but the Nets are in free fall at the moment. They've lost eight in a row. They're dealing with Kyrie Irving and his vaccination status and when he can play and when he can't. Um, The details of this trade are quite interesting. I mean, uh, Simmons is on, as we know, nearly $50 million a year contract. Whoa. As you just said, he's lost $26.5 million in Jeez. fines this year. That is over half of his contract. Um, he now goes to join fellow Aussie, uh Patty Mills, at the Brooklyn Nets. Here's the details of the trade, okay? Yep. So... Uh, The Nets will get the 76ers' 2022 first-round pick unprotected, but that means nothing because they're not going to be in the lottery because (laughs) they're one of the best teams in the comp. Mm -hmm. They also have the right to defer all of these picks to the following year uh, because they also get a 2027 first-round pick. They also get Seth Curry and Ben Simmons in the trade. Now, Seth Curry, not to be confused with Steph, also a very good three-point shooter. Shoots for about 44% at the moment. It's crazy at the moment um, from the three-point line. The 76ers get James Harden uh, and uh, Milsap, a bench player for the Nets, and they get two first-round picks from the Brooklyn Nets as well, uh, unprotected in the first round for 2022 mm. and protected in 2027. Essentially a pick swap, but a hell of a lot of money that has swapped hands and a lot of money that's going to be going to James Harden when he no doubt re-signs a yeah. new contract with the 76ers. Well, is he going to be happy with this? Look, honestly... Yeah, uh, as a Brooklyn Nets fan, I am so concerned. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gotcha. I, I mean, I'm happy we've got Seth Curry. I mean, they've obviously done that because they know Kyrie's not going to be there very often, so they need to rotate <laughs> Paddy Mills with someone. Um, but the, the biggest question is obviously we know he can't shoot. Uh, the, the Nets know that he can't shoot, but we actually have a floor of players that all can shoot. So okay. I think the logic in the Nets side is we'll move Harden on because we're not going to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's a free agent at the end of the year. You might as well get something for him. Yep. Um, and Ben Simmons is, hopefully, because he hasn't been playing for a while, is a top five defender. Yep. And the Nets' yep. biggest problem when they went on the run last year was they could not stop people from scoring. You've got to take on Giannis. You've got to take on the 76ers. You need someone who's big in the middle that can stop the bleeding in the paint, and that's what Ben Simmons can do. But he is going to have to learn how to shoot the damn ball. It's basketball, bro. It is the one thing you're supposed to bloody
0: do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope that one of the big things that could come out of it, because Paddy Mills showed and has shown over the course of time what kind of leader and influence he can have on players around him, fellow Australian Uh, hopefully that Paddy having him close to him will be able to help navigate Ben Simmons a little away from the basketball court because it seems to be the biggest problem for him is, you know, it's all a bit mixed up, isn't it? So let's hope that Paddy has a a big influence on him. That it's going to be hot dogs at 10 paces tomorrow, mate, with a Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) Mate, yeah. So quickly on that point, Ben Simmons Mm. is like this thing about wanting him to turn around. I know we're trying to be optimistic. But this guy couldn't get his life together and stop being distracted in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's now in New York City in Brooklyn. Like, you know what I mean? One of the more high-profile teams in the league. Like, you know, like, obviously the fans aren't as feral as Philadelphia fans. But, mate, this is – you wait. You'll see him. He's going to be at all sorts of parties. I think it's going to be trouble if I'm being – brutally honest. I don't know if it's going to work. Anyway, let's move on to brighter pastures and Super Bowl, baby. Well,
1: let's talk about Super Bowl. Well, I can smell the chicken wings already, mate, but uh, your prediction
2: earlier in the year, mate, the Cincinnati Bengals, mate, and they're there. Mate, I'm telling you, this is this is great. I'm loving this story yeah. so much. And you know what? It also puts – I was thinking about this this week. Joe Burrow, the story of Joe Burrow, really puts all of the quarterbacks in the league on notice. If you're a rookie and you come in and it's like like the Baker Mayfields and stuff, oh, it's hard. That coaching changes. Oh, it's hard. I've got a team that doesn't have that many good players. The Cincinnati Bengals are a basket case, have been for so bloody long. You know they don't have an indoor facility in Cincinnati to train? They train out on the field. You know how cold it gets in Cincinnati? (laughs) You know what they had to do? They didn't have an indoor facility and a snowstorm came through Cincinnati, so they had to go to the college team, the Cincinnati Bearcats, who do have an indoor facility. And had to go and train there in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. I mean, this team team is a battler. Their owner does not want to spend any money. Um, But going to the Super Bowl can change a franchise. And Joe Burrow has put the team on his back. uh, And McFearless, the best Mm. player in the NFL, has put the team on his foot by kicking those field goals. And I'm telling you, Bengals, this weekend, (laughs) down to the wire, last two minutes, (laughs) McFearless kicks a field goal. (laughs) walk off first football title ever, Joey Burrow, MVP. It's going to happen.
0: I'll suggest if they win, they might have an indoor facility within the space of eight months. Mate, you don't um, so you don't oh, say, so, but the owner rivers- could turn around and be like, we did it without one. <laughs> rivers, of, uh, rivers of gold will be, uh, the, the, you know, you can't, it's very difficult to put a price on what it's worth. A Super Bowl its just extraordinary. Now let's move to Beijing because loving the Winter Olympics, I think the, the, the Chinese have done a great job. Uh, Australia obviously got Scotty James. Can he get over the top of Shaun White? That'd be an amazing gold medal tonight, but uh, it's a big challenge for him. But uh, what about some of the venues? They're, they're, they're quite spectacular, quite quirky at times. Um, the, that that, uh, that high jump, I know, I know it's bad use of terminology, but uh, the the backdrop is quite extraordinary.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I tell you what: watching uh, the big air competition, big air that show gag in the uh, Beijing Olympics, I was starting to think that maybe the guy from the Cincinnati Bengals was helping them set up their venues as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's if you look at the picture in the background of the big jump, is a gigantic power plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, which made me immediately think: Did the Simpsons predict? The Beijing Olympics as well. Like it looks like it looks like there is a big jump at the set of Springfield. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, is, that that big air that big air is phenomenal, absolutely unbelievable. And look, if you scratch the surface, and our producer gave us a little bit of insight into it uh, off air, but um, the actual place itself, it's got all those big silos, looks very industrial. But if you if you dig a little deeper in at that town and the surrounds, it's quite a quirky arty. Uh, gentrified space, um, which which are popping up all through um, Beijing. Well, it
2: speaks to this whole, apparently, and I only learnt this from looking into this jump, but um, apparently Beijing and China have, have pitched this as the Green Olympics. Yes. Um, so that's what they've done. They're kind of gentrifying some places around, old steel mills. Um, but if you remember like 10 years ago, remember when they built all those buildings and no one was living in them? Mm. I mean, this is just the perfect thing. They're like, yeah, we're gentrifying the place. I bet you built this years ago and nothing's happened with it. So he's trying to turn in the Olympic venue. Um, But wait to see one of these uh, big industrial... what do you call them? The big tubes for the power plant? That'll probably turn into some high rise apartments soon, I reckon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I tell you what, they are doing a good job, and uh and most of the snow, I think all the snow there is man-made, and um apart from a few of the injuries they're having, um, it is very, very good to watch.
2: You know what, with the man-made thing, and they're like they've managed to turn turn out a great winter Olympics with man-made snow. Mm. What are we doing, guys? Let's put the pitch in. I wanna see the big air jump, Uluru in the background. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's get Alice Springs the Winter Olympics. It's time.
3: Yeah.
0: People watching the Winter Olympics while they're eating paddle pops. That'll be very...
2: (laughs) Shad, until next time we meet, my dear friend, enjoy the Super Bowl. No worries, guys. Bengals by three, baby. Jamar Chase to score a touchdown as well. Let's do it.
0: Oh, the UFC, it is all on the way this weekend. To break it down, we're going to have Melbourne comedian Luca Muller next It's time to chat with Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Luca, what about the UFC? There's so much talk this week. If anyone was going to get a gold medal for publicity, the people in control of the lead-up to this have done an amazing
3: job. Yeah, huge build-up, huge build-up. Obviously, the Aussie versus New Zealand storyline is as strong as ever. Uh, We talked a bit about it last week, and, uh, yeah, the hype has just kept building. Obviously, all the talk has been about Rob Whittaker against Israel Adesanya in this middleweight fight. And they have fought before, but all the storylines are sort of about where they've been since then. So Rob has gone 3-0 and and looked great. Uh, Izzy's gone 3-1, and suffering his first loss in MMA, but it was against a much bigger guy up at uh, light heavyweight there. And even though he's won those three fights as well, he's sort of not looked as good, not looked as aggressive. So people sort of think that Robert, Rob Whittaker might be able to get the edge here. And, yeah, it's very exciting. I think it's going to go all the way. I reckon it's going to be five rounds, tight, nail-biter decision, and who knows where it's going to go. We know that Izzy can go to some dark places. I don't know if you've seen, but in his fight... (laughs) That's what they're saying, yeah. Yeah, in his fight against Kelvin Gastelum, there's... uh, right as the fifth round is about to start, the cage mic picks up him saying, I'm prepared to die. I'm prepared wow. to die to win. Wow. So he's intense. Wow. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. And who are you tipping? I reckon I'm on Rob Whitaker, the Aussie. I reckon he'll get it done in a, clo- in a close decision. Okay.
0: We often speculate on money and, and what people earn. We've just seen with Ben Simmons doing the trade and all like, that's just fanciful, isn't it? All the noughts on the end of all their incomes. What kind of money are we talking for Rob Whitaker?
3: Oof, it's hard to say. And there's a lot of discussion around that sort of thing in UFC at the moment, 'Cause they're not very open with uh, disclosing the salaries and stuff like that. Um but I reckon he'll be pushing around about half a mil for this. Um okay. and then on top of that probably more for sponsors and, you know, some stuff that's not quite disclosed as openly. But yeah, about five hundred K is probably about where that's sitting.
1: Prepared to die for five hundred K, yet Ben Simmons <laughs> sits out and loses twenty six million for just sitting on the sideline. Bizarre, <laughs> uh, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It doesn't quite even out, does it? It is It is amazing though, isn't it? The, the growth of UFC. Obviously, you're, uh, you've become a real student of it and uh, it, people love it.
3: Yeah, it's cool to see. And, you know, I've been a fan of this for a decade or more really and it's cool to see it legitimized. It's on ESPN in the States now and it feels a lot more like a sport than sort of it did back in the day when it felt a bit uh, just like watching two blokes punch each other's head in out the back of the pub, you know? <laughs>
1: I look at it. Talk, talk me through the the, the shoey. What, what, what are they? What are they
3: doing here? It's a very, very um, rock and roll wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit WWE, <laughs> isn't it? So, in the co you've got to Tai Tuivasa uh, out of Western Sydney, who I met a couple years ago, and he is the biggest human being I've ever met. It's unbelievable. And he does a thing where <laughs> when he wins, yeah, he drinks a beer out of a shoe, so... Get a yeah. pair of RMs and a VB ready for the weekend, boys. It's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, the guy's fighting this weekend, Derek Lewis, uh, great fighter. He's fought for the belt a couple of times. Never quite got there, but unreal. And so, he... Um, last fight, he took his cup out at the end of the fight, threw it into the crowd. Uh, a bit of showmanship there. And so when he was asked about th- that this week, Ty said that he could uh, throw him the cup and he'll pour a beer into it and drink it out of that. So, Ugh. what do you reckon of that, Shane? Have a go. Uh,
0: I remember doing that. I was down in Melbourne. It was during the what? Grand Prix, and I, I was on the Today Show. And I didn't do exactly what you just described, but I did a shooey into a Dunlop volley and it was <laughs> it's not much chop. Re- it really was ordinary. Um, now, speaking of, of your City, you guys are only a butterfly wing away from each other. Of course, Shane's there on uh, on, a, on a private mission, and Luca, you live there. <laughs> um, the Melbourne Footy Club. Uh, what about this drama with Simon Goodwin?
3: Yeah, it's not a great look, um, but it does feel to me a bit like a non-story. It's obviously the stuff with the, mm. the team doctor there isn't... Um, yeah, isn't too good, but I do like the way the club's responded to it. That's how I feel as well, as they sort of have said, you know, it's not good. We're taking it seriously, but at the same time, this is what a coach does and this is what happens between teams and players. So, yeah, hopefully it's, uh doesn't stick around too long, this little bit of press. yeah. But yeah. It, well, that, that's the thing. I, I think I agree the club has handled it well,
1: but the, the big thing is now you're after you win a premiership, you, you become the hunted and uh, they're going to look for chinks in the armour everywhere. And uh, let's hope, as you said, hope they can sweep it under the table. But we saw that last year, didn't we, with, uh, with Richmond Football Club and... Um, yeah, issues with the,
3: the coach. Yeah, though. it's not going to go away but you just hope come uh, come footy season that we can play well enough and yeah, let the footy do the talking I suppose. Yep.
0: Yeah, they've got some good leaders around the club as well. Max Gorn I think is arguably one of the best skippers on the field in any sport in the country at the moment and uh, I think a lot of experts are expecting him to really step up again as a player and as a leader. Uh, always good to chat Luca, enjoy the UFC my friend and we'll wrap it up next week. Thanks very much boys, can't wait to do a copy with you. <laughs> See you mate, I am I'm off to lunch. I'm going to drink out of a glass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Shad Wicker and DeLuca Muller. Thank you to our sponsors.
1: Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Check them out. They're great.
0: And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back in the seat on Monday. We'll see you then.
1: We'll see you then, guys. Take care. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at
2: rebellionbrewing.com.au O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.